everybody. Welcome back to the Active Dads podcast. I am your co-host, Daniel. With me, as always, my co-host, John. Well, who's the host if you're the co-host and I'm the co-host? We're co-hosts. There isn't a host. That's how co <laughs> works. <laughs> Just didn't <try. laughs> It's like... I'm, well, I mean, I can be the big Welcome. Owner. I'm your co-host me. with my co-host. That's, okay. Well, I'll be the host. You can be the co-host. So. And then next week, we'll split it. Oh my god! Anyway, it's gonna be one of those podcasts. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, oh, so today we have a special guest. He's uh, one of my clients, one of our friends, long distance runner, um, obstacle course racer, long distance speed skater, which we will get into in a while. I didn't actually know that was a thing until I met uh, our guest. But um, that father of two. Two biological and then and two others, a niece and a nephew two that others. we raised okay. as well. Yes. So please welcome Mark to the podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I just we'll just go ahead and get everything started. Every time I talk to one of my clients or one of my jujitsu athletes or anybody about mindset, you always come up in the conversation. You really do. I know a lot of very um intense athletes i know a lot of people who keep up with a very heavy training schedule but with you it's it's honestly like you don't know when to quit (laughs) it's not even that you think about quitting you're just not sure when you're supposed to do it and i absolutely love working with you as a trainer and i mean i know i'm going toot your horn a lot of times on this podcast but it's all well deserved man honestly every time i talk to somebody about like keeping their diet in check or getting some extra miles in or doing training at home like look one of my toughest athletes one of my strongest athletes started working with me when he was late in his 50s so i don't want to hear any of the excuses that you have (laughs) yeah man so what got you interested in doing physical training well i'd say it started back when i was in high school i um i didn't do a lot I, i wrestled and played baseball up until i was a junior Okay. And then I just got totally absorbed and obsessed with with soccer and played soccer in high school and then went on to college, played played soccer in college and um and I just never stopped from then. You yeah. know, I when I graduated I knew I wasn't going to go pro because soccer wasn't a big thing and and um I hadn't played all that long, so so that wasn't even an option and so I was pretty much education bound when I went to college and but fortunately, I was able to play soccer when I was in college, so it was awesome. And I learned real quick that I, I used to be really good in high school, but I got to college and realized that, okay, I'm at the bottom here, boys. You know, so I had to uh, learn a lot from that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it just started in high school, um, went on from, from there. I didn't, you know, after I got married young, so uh, my first marriage, and so that was... Um, uh, a tough time right there just time wise and uh, family wise and school wise everything was sort of chaotic so but it started in high school and I've just never stopped so I you know my my thing I always tell my wife and I always tell my kids be consistent you know don't you know it's more important sometimes than the the quanti- uh, the quality and the quantity sometimes uh, is get that habit of just doing it doing it doing it doing it and then on your bad days just realize okay it was a bad day pull back 
And I've just done that over the years. And um, but I was always a body weight guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did a lot of weights or anything like that. So when I hooked up with you, I have my strength has just gone out the roof in the last two years. So, um, and you've really given me what I was looking for, which was a lot of strength, functional movements, and still that endurance is in there. Um, so it's it's just been a, a journey. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up an excellent point there. Consistency is one of the strongest aspects you can have in any type of training. I mean, even if you're doing the wrong things forever, your body's going to adapt to it. You know, maybe you deal with a couple more injuries or maybe you don't get there the fastest way possible. But if you're consistently doing, you know, the same things we talk about on the other podcast, squats, push-ups, pull-ups, running, you're going to go far, whether you ever add any weight to it or not. Because you did body weight training for, what, 30 years? 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so bring when me the pull-up can... bar, bring me the push-ups, bring me, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was my that was my forte, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, and and the distance and the endurance mm-hmm. and uh, probably the running came into play. You know, soccer's more of a start stop, start stop, and um, I incorporate a lot of that in some of the races I've done too. Start yeah. stop uh, mm-hmm. or not? I don't usually stop. It's usually a walk, but uh, I try not to stop too often. So if you're if you're out there and you're sitting there thinking like, well, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not an endurance athlete, it actually applies to everything in your life, um, it, your diet. I mean, consistent diet. I pretty much, my wife will say, hey, what do you want for dinner? Meat and veggies. You know exactly what I eat on a daily basis, meat and veggies. Stay consistent. Um, uh, just Training habits. Um Saturday mornings always a long run. Get up early as crap in the morning and go out and knock out my run. I mean, it's it's it consistency is so important and it's that way with I mean, even getting out of bed on time to get to work. I mean, you do the same thing over and over again, your body's gonna get used to it. You're not even gonna need an alarm clock. So that part of this whole thing, I mean, it just applies to everything. Um and that's yeah, that's definitely one thing with with training that I always try to I keep my schedule pretty much the same all the time. I mean, yeah, little, little stuff throws you off, man. It's just like, oh, it does. I, I know when and when my uh, oldest and and my second daughter uh, was born, that that was a that was a big adjustment. Yeah, that was a big it adjustment is, for me because I was determined um, I was going to keep the fitness and the, and the health, and and I used to be a carbaholic. I mean, I mean, I could, (laughs) I could tear up the carbs. And so that's another thing that Daniel has worked with me on. And uh, so I've cut those back a lot, but I still have my little splurges um, where I might, you know, whoop down a whole pizza and (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing. But uh, I'm finding that stuff a lot easier. The more I, the more I try to relax a little bit, it's like, like yesterday we went to, went out to lunch with my parents and I was like, we went to we had we had Cracker Barrel, so I needed some coffee, some midday coffee, and we, you know, I was like, steak and eggs, please. Oh, and my wife would like a side of French toast, just two slices. <laughs> Good call. I, I may have ate I may have eaten her French toast, but you know, yeah. I, you know. Well, dude, that's it. I mean, between the two of you, I have zero doubt that y'all didn't earn that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we talked about before with the earn meals. Like if you want to scarf down pizza occasionally. Seeing as how you do one mile runs and pull ups frequently throughout the day and then come in and train, I'm perfectly happy with that. As long as it doesn't get to the point to where it's affecting A, your goals, or B, your overall training, it's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, and 
I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times you came in here just having an off day like we always do. And you're like, but whatever you want to put me through, like, we'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And I mean, some of the times when you come in, say you're having an off week or you just ain't feeling great, those are some of your strongest days, you know? Yeah, that's huge. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's one of the, yeah, it's always those, uh, man, I just, my day sucked. I don't really feel like running and I go out and have the best run I've had in a month. You yeah. Know? And you're like, oh, I mean, Saturday, that's what I was telling Daniel earlier when I came in to do my upper workout. I mean, Friday night, I was kind of at the house. My wife was off doing something. My, you know, my kid's 12, so he was off doing his own thing. And I was just kind of left downstairs to my, my own device, you know, and, decorating stuff for christmas and i'm like ah, i'm gonna break out some maker's mark so you know two or three drinks later you know i'm sitting <laughs> in the floor like man i'm feeling great this is awesome i gotta get up at six o'clock in the morning and go run but you know i got up i felt terrible um until i got there and then man i, I ended up having one of my fastest half marathons um, yeah it's awesome it, yeah I there's had no things. plan on running 13 miles and i was just like uh well, maybe I'll just keep running. I yeah. feel great, you know. So, so. Well, you know, like one it. of the things that, you know, when my kids, uh, the first two, and then, and then, and when they were two and fours, when the first, you know, I was divorced, and that was, that was a crushing blow for me, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. being separated from my kids was a, was a crushing, it was a, it was a hard time. And the actual uh, working out probably got me through all that, you know, a lot of that, mm -hmm. you know, my mm -hmm. spiritual beliefs is, number one but the uh just the stress reliever and and uh you know and the other thing i did was you know i just don't like the word can't i you know it's i don't well, want I the first word to be can't you know if you know if and, and i don't like the word quit in some cases you know i i prefer to say i'm not quitting and and why am i you know i might make a different choice mm -hmm. because i realize that what i'm doing isn't the right you know thing so i'm not really quitting something i'm changing i'm just choosing to do something yeah. that's better oh, yeah. or a better path you know like when i'm in a race you know i try not to let that thing in my head come in and say hey you know what are you doing out here and it does oh, and yeah. then i go nah i got this i've been here before mm -hmm. i've got this and, and and you just keep putting that one foot in front of the other and you know it's like when my kids were younger uh, i had this thing where i had to you know, I was determined that I was going to, I'm going to be there. You know, I lost my parents when I were young, was, was very young and uh, actually grew up in a home for children. And so I missed a lot of that parents yeah. thing. And I was determined I was going to be there for my kids. And during the week, uh, I helped them with the homework. I was on the phone. I was exhausted. Uh, I worked I, I worked out at lunch. Um and then late at night, after they'd go to, you know, if, if they were with me. But I was fortunate, too, because, I mean, there was only really one place in uh, the whole thing with my ex uh, where we really um, had a battle. And one of those was she was going to move out of town. And I finally just said, look, you know, move. Uh, it's okay, because I'll move, too. I'm just going to move. I'll be near my kids. I'm going to be near my kids. And that was... That was just something that I was going to do. Yeah. And and a little bit after that, uh, about three years later, I was remarried, and we took in a niece and a nephew. And so we had to schedule things. But, but I always tried to do things with them that I was getting some physical activity. Like I would take them to the park and push them in one of those little sports coupe mm -hmm. cars. 
and uh, we would run around, I'd run around laps and laps. And and my girls never really um, were into the sports. They wouldn't really play sports. Um, they tried softball once, got hit in the face with a ball, and said, that's it, I'm done, Dad. Uh, but I constantly had that. They constantly saw me, you know. Yeah. And 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 the and the great thing now is 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 that for birthdays and holidays we buy each other race tickets. Yeah. You know, she'll sign me up for a forty eight hour race or a twenty four hour race, and and now my girls are asking me to join them for races, and they and they join me, and so we we run races. We're building memories, and now they're in their thirties. And it's it's pretty incredible, you know, considering that you know, I couldn't get them to play sports when they were younger, but now they just they're just both tearing up. Now one of them's more not afraid to get muddy, and then I've got the other one, which is I'm not getting in that mud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say they started out on obstacle course races with you first, right? And then they just moved over to like ultra marathons. And your one daughter did a hundred mile race with you. Yeah, right? that was that was pretty impressive. That was just last year. Um, yeah. You know, the conditions were, you know, perfect. You know, the, it wasn't too hot during the day. It wasn't too cold at night. It didn't rain. Uh, the, the, all the conditions were perfect for, for getting the, the extra distance in. But she she was, yeah, she hung right in there. And and I would just say, you know, look, you know, if you go, if, you know, if we go more two more laps, you're going to, that'll be the furthest distance you've ever gone. And I would just get her to do a few more laps and a few more laps. And and I said, you know, if you do this, that'll beat me the first year I was out here. And she, we just kept going. And next thing we know, we're, we're at 100 miles. And so she's got a belt buckle. And now she's wanting me to do another 48-hour with her. And, she, yeah, so it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and you, know, there, you know, I slow down some just because I've got a lot more experience at it. But but just the, the time uh, – and the memories that you're building are just, they're incredible. You know, the, you know, when we go rucking or hiking or, mm-hmm. or whatever, it's just incredible. And you're getting that physical, healthy stuff, but, but you're getting such a bonus, you know, with the, with the kids now. Yeah, that's one of the big things about it. Like, bonding time isn't always just sitting around the table playing cards or watching a movie. You know, it's very easy to bond. Because I'm sure y'all had some... I imagine they weren't long, detailed conversations while you were running, but you were kind of like checking in on each other and struggling together. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. that's the yeah, same. Absolutely. That's the same bond that like me and my jujitsu family get together. You know, we're all down there struggling, physical exertion, just as hard as you can possibly go, and you're learning with each other as well. You know, like that was your first hundred miler, too, was. right? Yeah. That is correct. So, I mean, both of y'all just broke through that ceiling. I mean, 100 miles, that's a hell of a race, man. People can't – me personally, the longest I've ever went was a 50K. So, I can't even imagine what it takes to push to 100 miles over that. You know, John, like, I mean, I know that's on your bucket list, but you've run multiple 50Ks. Like, you've run – 50 miles. 50 miles, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of comprehend that, but I – I can't even fathom what your body or what my body would feel like after a hundred miles. Yeah. It's, it, it can be pretty tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, my, my daughter and I, we, we, we struggled for a couple of days, uh, getting back up on our feet. Mm. And when you, you know, you get, when you go doing the same thing over and over that long, um, you, you tend to seize up if you stop for too long. 
and and then once once the race is over, then it, you know, it oh, yeah. it just seizes up, and then you that's when the pain starts coming in. But then, but the but the accomplishment is just such an adrenaline rush for me, um, and 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 I have a lot of crazy things. You like, you know, also you know my niece and the nephew. So I've been blessed with like I said four. I, I always say I said I have four kids because of the niece and the nephew. Now the nephew is in a wheelchair, but. Um, and, but, you know, we'll go around the neighborhood, we'll do things like that. He'll drive his wheelchair and, 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 he, and it'll go, it'll go 10 miles an hour. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, a I mean, it's, it's a, it's a go to. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess I take, no, I, I, it'll do 10 minute miles. So I guess it's six minutes, six miles an hour, but, so um, but that's pace. a pretty good pace. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we can get there and go around, you know, got a neighborhood with very little traffic, you know, he yeah. can go, we can, he cruises around it, you know, uh, 10 minute miles and I just sit there and jog around with him. And right. uh, so we, you know, we build memories. We, right. we do our thing. And uh, I've even had the, the niece, uh, she's, she did a warrior dash with me. So she, she did a obstacle race with me once. Never did one again. <laughs> she wasn't yeah. a, a big fan. But, At uh, least she tried it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, my kids, I mean, he's, he's very similar and he's kind of had a similar, I guess, life is, you know, I was kind of, I guess when, when my wife got pregnant, I was kind of in the, I guess my prime, what you'd say. And, you know, I was really in the bike racing and long distance uh, racing. So, you know, we would, our rides on Saturdays would be, you know, 125, 130 wow. miles. You know, you'd That's incredible. leave Lenore, go all the way out to uh, like Asheville, do Mount Mitchell, head back, um, you know, big stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know that was the thing like and then all of a sudden you're, you're gonna have a kid so it's like oh crap you know stuff's gotta change and then it, so it was that whole try to refocus first of all refocus life around the fact i'm gonna have a kid but then on the fact that my wife's gonna be pregnant it's gonna be a little hard for me to just take off with the with the team and go you know take off yeah, 130, it's, it's, you a, know, it's a difference that's a that's an all-day <laughs> that's an all-day thing um so that whole refocus, you know, you're kind of like, oh crap, you know, what am I going to do? And, you know, then kids here and it's like, well, here we are. So it was, yeah. you know, um, a lot of runs at 4 a.m. and bike rides while they were taking naps by myself instead of with the guys because the guys were, they, oh yeah, they, they're, they're on, on their making, schedule. Yeah, right? They're consistent, you know, and then I'm going, well, I got to wait till they lay down and take the big nap. You know, the big nap was like, you know, two <laughs> or three hours. So I can get two or three hours of spinning in. Um, so yeah, it was, lunchtime workouts uh, before work workouts and then working out right after um and and then even they even then that was almost too much and it was like i really just had to sit down and focus like try to focus on one thing i really wanted to do because i went from bikes to triathlons back to running and then back to bike but but then my kids started getting a little older and it became more of a family affair um you know they traveled with me um, even when my wife was pregnant, she actually, she would kind of be my, my support wagon, um, when I would do my long rides cause she would just, she would pack food and drinks and take off and, you know, she'd get a few miles ahead and I'd catch up to her and refill bottles and she'd get, you know, that way we could keep up with one another. But then, you know, then racing, you know, came back into sight and it would be travel. Like I said, we traveled together. They came to all the races, so he was always around that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're planting seeds too. I think yeah, that yeah. they're going to see that as, you know, it's like I said when my daughters got older, it's like, 
something clicked when they were about 20 something and then boom i'm gonna go start getting healthy i'm gonna start and then you know i saw dad doing it and and, you know and you know it was you know i get on the facebook and which is you know not i guess for me it's a boastful thing but uh when you get on the facebook and your daughter says uh yeah, I did so and so, so and so, and when my dad, and he's the toughest man I know, you oh, know. Yeah. So that makes you it pumps you up, you know. Going, yeah, yeah. I planted that seed, and or you're sitting at, you know, I was sitting in a restaurant one one evening with my oldest, and she was with her husband, and and she says, you know, Dad, I know we didn't live with you all the time, but we have so many memories, and my son-in-law pops in and says. I've never heard people have so many stories like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those, those things, you know, sort of pump you up and you yeah. go, ah, maybe I did something right. And you, you always hope you do something that's, right. That, that's kind of my hope. Cause with, with mine, you know, he's, he's kind of like, we've talked about it before. He's, he's his own person. Like he does everything on his own, but he's also like really big into science. And he, he loves to hike. He loves the outdoors. We do a lot. We do a ton of stuff outdoors. Um, we, we hike a lot. Um, those kind of things. He actually started a track this past year but then covid came and kind of screwed that up but that's been one of my things i've always thought about well at least if it's not something he gets into right away maybe i've planted seeds for the future um because i see so many like fellow athletes and teammates and things that have kids his age or older now that that constantly push their kids to be like the next them and living vicariously oh, through yeah. them, yeah. And they, I mean, they turned out to be really good athletes. I mean, they were like, I mean, I got the chance to train with some of them, help some of them. But then they hit high school when they get out of high school, and it's just like, I hate that. I yeah. hate doing it. They're so burnt I've out. I've seen that many. Well, they did it because they felt like they had to, right. not because they yeah. wanted to. And they got yeah. rode hard yeah. for, you know, you know, just like the rest of us did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been, I've tried not to do that with him. Like, if you want to ride bikes, we'll go ride bikes. But I, just something you gotta want to yeah. do it. I'm yeah. not gonna make you go. But if you want to go with me and ride bikes, say I want to go with you ride bike. It's not his thing. He hasn't been into it. Is it? It's sometimes it's kind of like, ah, oh, man, you know, when you see other people doing that and your other buddies are like, well, I'm taking my kid. Um, I'm like, well, I'm probably not gonna come ride with you because that'd be weird. Like, because yeah. I'm not bringing my kid. But you know, it's. It is the whole planting the seed thing. Though. I think so. I, th- I think sometimes, you know, it's the the actions. They see the actions. Yeah. They see what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and and they're also very smart, too, yeah. right? They'll know how to whittle their way around things, too. But no, yeah. but they see what you're doing. Yeah. And, and um, you know, and then all of a sudden now, you know, it's, I mean, my daughter comes to me and says, let's do this. Yeah. And, you know, because I, I always tell them, I said, you know, it's okay to get out of your comfort zone. And yeah. if you want to grow, you got to get out of that comfort zone. Yep. And yep. Uh, and I said, you know, you don't have to get way out of it. And, and I know sometimes I, I get way out of it, but um, and, but I tell them, you know, get out of that comfort zone if you want to grow. And I think, you know, I think there's a sign out here that says, you know, yeah. you want to grow, you got to yeah. you got to get a little bit uncomfortable there. Yeah. So yeah, and it's I mean, just talking to um, my oh, heck, I just lost it. Go ahead. Maybe we'll come back in a minute. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was saying, uh, I just want to back up a little bit because this is a big thing that affects me now. And, you know, I, I say that. They affects people in my position, not so much me because I am a personal trainer. I'm at the gym all day, five days a week. But what did you find that really helped you stay consistent whenever the young ones were there? Because you said they were two years apart. Yeah. Okay, so, like, 
you know, you're not really done with a toddler before you had another infant. So how did you find time navigating between, you know, like the first infant and like, oh crap, I'm a dad now to, oh, I'm a father of two still trying to do that. How did you, what little like tricks did you find to stay consistent? That's, that's a good question. I mean, I, I'm going to throw a little, uh, I remember when one, you have one, you can hold one kid in your arm, right? Yeah. And you've got a free hand. Yeah. And I always said, okay, having two is like having four because how do you open doors? How do you, you know, it's, it, it was such a, it was such a big change because, you know, you got one and now you got this other and, 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 and you know, I've, I've had my fingers closed in doors trying to hold them and shut doors and stuff like that. But, um, what I did, uh, when they were, when Marion was the, um, born, what I did was, uh, I ended up finding a, um, a soccer league. So this was, uh, they were born in Knoxville, Tennessee. And, um, so on the weekends I would, uh, go play soccer, um, on the weekends and do that during the, the weekends. And then when they would, um, I'd put them to bed, then I would do most of my working out there, uh, after, after those hours, I was just determined that uh, I, I have this, um, if I don't work out, it drives me nuts. Yeah. It, it drives me nuts. And, and it's hard for me, you know, it's those, which, which are very important. And I've learned that a lot from you, um, by working with you. And that is the rest days are important, yep. but, um, but they were always hard for me to do. And, and, but I've, I've noticed a lot of strength gains and I've also no, uh, le- uh, noticed a lot of rep gains on exercises that I was really good at. And I've noticed gains on those just by putting those rest days in there. But uh, I will admit that 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 has been hard for me uh, just to, to go one day without feeling like I had to do something physical. But but with the kids, I guess in some ways it, it probably settled me down a little bit, you know, as far as my workouts, because uh, my first wife at the time and we, we got, both got married young. So but we still got along we still get along today um and that kind of thing so that always worked out good i think for the kids and i don't think there was any uh, bad talk either way on either side so and that's huge. yeah that's it, a huge it, advantage it I've, is I, I had a couple I, friends who split off and you know married or not married you know they would have a kid together and it literally just turned into who could make the other one sound the word it was like politicians going up you know <laughs> like everybody yeah, was mudslinging it, it, it Neither is one of them were good it's terrible yeah. it's terrible and, and it's hard and 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 i can see how things like that could happen and but it you know it i i really end up being fortunate in that situation but i always also looked at ways to um incorporate like i would i'd be holding when I'm in my arms or something like that, and I would be doing toe raises or I'd be doing squats or I'll do a wall sit with them sitting on my knee or something before I, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. And I was always just, you know, doing something crazy while I was um, with them when they were younger. Uh, like I said, I'd take them to the park and push them in stroller. I'd run while they were in the stroller and they'd, you know, I could roll them up a hill and they'd coast back down to me and I'd catch them when they'd come back down on, you know, in this little, I think it's called a sports coupe or something. It's a little plastic okay. car, but oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it had like a little big wheel 
uh, yeah. wheels and you could sit there and they'd slide around and, and, um, and they would just, they loved it. And, and I was getting, um, exercise in and, yeah. and things like that. That's an excellent idea. But yeah. And I mean, we always did things is, uh, you know, when we, you know, I didn't, um, we'd go camping, we went, uh, we'd build fire, sit around the fire. We would, not everything, you know, we'd hike to the camp uh, location. So we were always doing something, you know, they would, they wouldn't realize they were getting physical activity, but, uh, because it was just something we were having fun. You know, oh, we're, it was play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was more play. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the big thing I realized when I started working with kids, especially with kids, jujitsu is you can't like set children down and teach them jujitsu. You have to play games. You have to wear them out to where they will focus on listening instead of moving. And then you got their attention for about five minutes, and then you got to start playing a game again. You oh, just man, see them start so. like looking at a fly on the wall or looking <laughs> up at the rafters, and you're like, "Okay, it's time to do something. <laughs> we got to get back up and get back to moving." <laughs> That's funny, but I, I I can see that. I could see that. And don't get me wrong, the adults' class is not much better, <laughs> but they kind of understand more of the purpose of self defense and learning a martial right, art. Right. So. Yeah, it definitely gets into there. So the one thing that I definitely want to talk to you about, and I know John's got some like topics he wants to cover as well, but I don't think John has even heard this story. So you have to tell talk about the uh, Athens to Atlanta race on rollerblades because this is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> I've ever heard of. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you, but it was it was it was basically uh, one day I had showed up to work and. Um, and I, I'm not a rollerblader. I wasn't a rollerblader. I am now. Um, but I showed up to work, and a friend of mine pulled me aside and said, "Mark, because uh, you know they knew I was at, you know active and and was always doing something and always out of my comfort zone." And and they said, uh, "I found this race that I want you to do with me." And I said, "All right, what is it?" And he said, "It's a rollerblade race. It's an ultra marathon. It's 85 miles." from Athens to Atlanta. And I said, what? And he goes, I said, well, when is it? And he said, two months from now. I said, man, I don't even have blades. I don't even have roller blades. I said, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, we're going to do it. And I said, all right, man, I'm in. So I went out and bought me a pair of blades and I trained every single day for two months until that, you know, till about two weeks before, well, six weeks. And then about two weeks before the race, I went back into work and I looked at my buddy. I said, John, I said, man, I said, have you been out? Have you done a long distance uh, blade? Ride or, uh, yeah, or anything? What you call it? I said, I just did a 40 miles and I, I'm telling you, buddy, it's a long ways. <laughs> and uh, he said, no, but I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out. And he come in the next day and said, I can't do it. I said, what do you mean you can't do it? You're my partner, right? And uh, I said, I'm going. I said, I'm doing it. I said, I've trained and I'm doing it. And so I get down there and uh, I've got these big old heavy, bulky skates. And there's people down there with $1,200 skates that probably don't weigh two oh, ounces. Speed skates. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. serious. They And they were good, too. And I said, all right. And I thought it was going to be a flat race. I, I don't know why I thought Athens to Atlanta is flat, but it's not. Oh, no, I gotta go downhill. <laughs> it is not flat, and um, and I was two miles in. I remember two miles in, um, going to my saying to myself, 
this is going to be a long day. <laughs> I said, I'm two miles. I got 83 to go. And I said, I can't be talking like this. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to change my, my attitude really quick. I and um, so. I got to the 70 mile mark. It was a, it was a torrential downpour. So it was almost like twice the effort to get up hills because you're slipping and sliding. And I got to the 70 mile mark. And I remember I was flopped at one of the, you know, your, your support vehicle drives ahead and they, they get 15 mile spots. And my wife and my daughters were my support vehicle. And, and then the last 15, they can actually follow you. And uh, that would have to be brutal on the people in the car because yeah. by that time I wasn't going very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Basically my, walking I, I mean, skates on. Yeah, it was just my, my feet were soaked in blood. I had blisters and this, that, and the other. And, and I was laying in this mud puddle looking up at these people. And they were like, Dad, you're almost there. You're almost there. 15 more miles. And I looked up and said, man, I can't even feel my legs. Oh, and man. I said, so I, uh, I get back up. And for 15 miles, I said, all I have to do is one more stride. And I did that for 15 miles. But I told them in the support, I told my wife and my daughters, leave me. Leave me. I'm going to finish. I'm going to just go to the finish line and I'll I'll show up eventually. (laughs) And I eventually showed up. I got across the line. I went about one inch past the finish line, took the skates off, said, I will never do this again. (laughs) <laughs> but I went back the next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you get you get bit by that uh, adrenaline rust when you finish. And, but it was it was insane. It's like there's only one race that I've done like that that I said I'll never do it again. And by God, I've never done it again. <laughs> and it was like I know what you're thinking. Uh, otherwise, it's like and and I probably would have done it again. But it's in uh, it's in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. So it's like like what five hour four hour drive or some yeah. crap so if it were you know all these other races that are close by within a couple hours i say i'm not doing that again we always sign up six months after we just said that <laughs> right but that one race man was horrible like <laughs> leading up to it it's called the hilly hilly billy roubaix and it's a gravel it's a gravel oh, bike race wow. um and dude it's like it's like this premier race up there i mean it's 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 only like 64, 65 miles, but it's in Morgantown, West Virginia. I mean, that's, if you ever go to the downtown, like it's hills like this, and then there's like, oh, here's a building. You can't say like, like this. this. This is audio. Yeah. Well, I'm talking, <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but still, like you're doing things with your arms and we don't have a camera. The well, listeners will be like, can, like what? Like what? Yeah, it's like a big hill. Okay, It's like an 80 degree hill. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Okay, straight up, straight down hills. Um in Morgantown, West Virginia, and, and there's like a building at the top, and then a building way at the bottom because it's just a big hill. And so, you know, and you're out there like in BFE fracking country, like creepy fracking country. Here wow. comes weird coal trucks and just, just weird stuff out there. But I kept seeing like leading up to this thing, they kept putting out all this PR information, all this info and videos and stuff, and it was like these just god awful these used to be state roads and they haven't been maintained in a hundred years and and you're like oh my god you know and just like i said the hills unless it's all on gravel so so leading up to it and and i just had a killer crash um in the Mm. uh, in the limbo gorge like a month or two prior to that and just split my elbow wide open filleted my hip you know just blood everywhere 
38 miles Oof. to go and you're bleeding wow. to death, you know. Oh, um, <laughs> you're bleeding to so death. So in my mind, Oof. I'm just like, I don't think I can do this. Like, but then, of course, your back, your team's like, well, you're already signed up. Don't be a, <laughs> don't be a pussy, you know. Like, you're going to do it. And you're, <laughs> you're like, but I really just don't want to do it. I mean, I did everything. I tried to get my wife to talk me out of doing it. She was just like, and she kept saying, don't be a pansy, you know. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so we drive, we load up, drive up there, and, and like, we go to do our pre-race meal that night and, and I'm just like, I couldn't eat. I didn't want to eat. I just want to throw up because I'm like, this is going to be terrible, horrible. Um, so we get up that morning and all I, all I can hear is just rain pelting the window of our hotel room. And I'm like, oh God, you know. So we load up the car and head to the start line and it's of course on top of this big hill, you know, mm. so you go out through the Red Bull start gate and then just down this crazy descent. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is free. I mean, just pouring down rain and bikes are going everywhere. And so, you know, we take off and as soon as we hit the bottom of the hill, it just starts these crazy climbs up, down, up, down, up, down. And then this, this gnarly descent, um, this windy road, gnarly descent. And I overcooked the first turn in this descent and just fly off the side of the road down this embankment, just Superman <laughs> through bushes and trees. And I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking like this hurts, but at the same time, like I hope my bike is just wasted. That way I can go. <laughs> oh, <to> the start <laughs> line. Sorry guys. Can't finish. <laughs> of course I get up and the bike's freaking fine. fine. I'm at the bottom of this ravine. I'm like, how in the hell is this bike? I start stomping me? spokes yeah, out. Like, I, I, <laughs> so man, so I get up and I'm just like, whatever. And I get on the bike and start going again. And it was just insane, man. We're going, we, we get, we turn onto this little road and there's a guy beside me and there's just these mud holes. The guy rides to this mud hole and disappears. It swallows him and the bike completely. I mean, he goes underwater, oh. like, gone. I'm like, hold oh, God. Like, Where does this guy go? You know, I mean, but, you know. Wrong puddle, dude. Wrong puddle. This yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, so it was cold and raining when we started. So freezing, you're cold, you're covered in mud. On the way back in, thank God, I made it to the way back in because it was awful. I mean, it was just greasy, muddy roads. You just take off down this road, and the next thing you know, I mean, you're going flying down a hill brakes don't work tires aren't even spinning you're just sliding you know and on the way back in it goes from like 60 degrees to like 95 you know and it's just you're cooked you're beaten bloody and it's you roll across and they hand you a beer mug and fill your pint up and i'm just i just dumped the beer on my head I was so out of it. Unclipped, laid down on the ground. Yeah. I'll never do this again. Yeah, and you come back and your, your friend said, well, what did you get for doing that? And you said, a coffee cup? I got a yeah. beer mug. mug. I got a mug and a t-shirt. <laughs> and you know, a yeah, yeah. You've been bit, yeah. But yeah, that's the only one so far that I've been like, I'm never doing that again. Like, Yeah, it, 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 it is. It gave me a whole, that was probably the first, um, that was in 94 and 95. And, um, where I was, I was way out of my comfort zone. I love. It. I used to be a huge blader, speed skater, and stuff. And I played roller hockey for years too. That'd yeah, be some, that'd be something I wouldn't mind trying. So, yeah, wait, I mean, were y'all like just like a big group going down the interstate? Did they block off traffic for you? No, or? you had to follow Georgia bike laws. You you had you to followed st- bike laws. <laughs> you had to stop oh at red God. lights, and they had cops at the or police officers at the red lights. If you crossed on a, a red, they'd cite you. Oh, um, wow. So if you didn't make, if you saw a green light, you took off. 
because you didn't want to lose your stride. Yeah. But if you got if you got if you saw the yellow, you had to stop. So you said yeah. you'd have to slide into a stop and wait for that light. And sometimes the light would be five minutes. You know. Did you say ninety what? What's Did you that? Say in the nineties was this nineties? Yeah, ninety four and ninety five. So that's when like the uh, spandex with the pink bright pink stripes. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, they, they had the good, yeah. Yeah. Had Nike windbreaker. <laughs> they, they, they had the nice clothes. Yeah, the exactly. Oakley, the uh, what was it the purple Oakley that changed colors <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So you know all of that. I think it's still like, making its way back around. Now. Yeah, I think, so. I think so. But yeah, that was that was the time. That's so, it. That's so when you sure. rolled up to a stoplight, you got you know you had the 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 redneck guy like giving you crap because you had a bright pink spandex on and your roller skate your roller blades <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy well, but see now you have that when you ride a bicycle oh look at this pansy and spandex on a bike what get off the bike it's a different story now isn't it yeah. but you know it's amazing because you know it's like you were saying john it's, it's you got the you know you got your kids and 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 they see you doing these things and and it makes a difference i mean they see it and and it makes a difference one of the things i've always said and I, I always say it. Um, and when I screwed my ankle up back at Grandfather, you know, the guys gave me a lot of crap because you're you're stupid, you're an idiot. And it, I probably was. I didn't make the best decision. But one of the things that's always in my mind, always in my mind, is I don't want to come in and tell my kid I quit. Exactly. Oh, now yeah. it goes back to what you said. But you gotta be. But. I could have probably made a better decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where my struggle has always been is it's not exactly quitting. It's making a, a wise choice because not only does he need, he needs to know that there's, there's, wise there's limits, choices. right? Yeah. Yeah. It was um, like Daniel was saying earlier, you know, when, he, uh, when we started, you know, there's a point where sometimes I don't know when to, yeah. When, oh, yeah. yeah. When, when is that point where, Okay, now it's you're you're flipping between, you know, this isn't life or death, yeah, yeah, you know, kind of thing, and permanent damage versus, yeah, and you got to be smart too. That's yeah, and that's kind of I'm in that weird area right now with that kind of stuff because you know know, I've always I'm like you I've always kind of been into the extreme stuff. What what can I do do big and is death a possibility or you know whatever. Yeah, Whether get that adrenaline rush, yeah, but yeah. still work on Monday. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, now I struggle with that because it's like mountain biking, man. I I read like you don't. I read all the time. I just read an article the other day where um, a guy, a, a mountain biker, and he was a big racer and all that. It he crashed and ended up paralyzed, and mm-hmm. of course he died like two or three days later due to complications um, from internal bleeding. Right. But and you know you can't. I, a lot of people are well. You can't think about that. And I'm like, well, you kind of have to think about that when you do yeah. have other people depend on you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, you can't let it. Like, can't you can't let, let it fear. Like, right. You can't live in fear, but you right. got to know that is a possibility. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I mean, you got to think he's a so two things: one working for him, one working against him. A, he's a professional, right? So he knew what to do in that situation. Right. But B, how many hours is that guy on a mountain with extreme cliffs? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I go on one bike ride, and I'm out there for two hours on a cliff, and he goes on, you know, probably several a month to where he's out there for days, 20, yeah. 30 hours. Like, your probability is going to go up just because of the timeline. You know? I, I think back, like, I mean, I've had numerous accidents. I mean, I used mm-hmm. to be, I, I, I felt like I, uh, you had to, like, learn how to crash and crash well, mm. um, because there's an art to it. Um, 
but I think I've had like 10 concussions or some crap like that. So like I'm really running out of uh, room for any more head injuries. <laughs> Can't punch that ticket much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Tickets, like, yeah exactly. Up. So, yeah. you know, and a lot of that's been bike. And I've had, you know, obviously I mean, stuff with running and ankle injuries. You can bust your butt really quick, you know, running, especially trails. Trail runs. Um, and, you know, I've seen some really bad trail accidents too. And I'm just, I'm kind of that point, man, where it's like, I'm trying to find that happy medium where I can still be happy. Yeah. But then I've got, I've got those friends who are like, Hey, we're going to go, you know, rip, we're gonna go shred some trails up at so and so. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing my hair that day. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to be hard. I still want to be that hardcore guy that everybody goes, that's hardcore John that does that stuff. But then at the same time, I'm like, man, I, I want to be able to get up in the morning. I want to be able to, you know, hang out with, family and go hiking and do all those things it's no i understand yeah exactly not only that man but you want to be mobile in your later years yeah. too you know Great like kids. uh with my dad you know and <clears throat> like we talked about this before you know my dad was a little was pretty absent growing up but i still have a lot of memories of him and i was working on the farm and mm-hmm. like him grabbing a hay bale one hand chucking it yeah. from the trailer to the loft and now he's getting older and he's got a bad knee and a bad shoulder and you're like you know, we went fishing uh, two years ago. Was well, I mean, we've been fishing since then, but two years ago, like we were going fishing, and you know, me and him used to like go up to Brown Mountain. We would jump from rock to rock while we were fishing, getting knee deep in there. You know, just nothing to it. And two years ago, we were fishing. I noticed he was like stepping off of the rocks to walk through the water to climb up on the next rock. I'm like, wait, I'm like the old man's starting to slow down a little bit. And that's kind of a weird feeling. I know it's odd for him because he's used to, you know, my dad's big. Everybody on my dad's side of the family's big. So yeah. he's probably 6'2", 6'3", 240, 250 pounds, or 245 pounds-ish. But whenever you see, like, wait a minute. Like, two years ago, you would have just jumped across the creek and landed on that other rock. Now you're getting down in the water, starting to slow down a little bit. It takes him a little bit to get up from a chair. And you're like... This is like a bad, degrading thing I see, but then you look at it, you know, he grew up on the farm. They slaughtered animals. They constantly, like, worked the hay. He's he's, uh, worked as a maintenance man his entire life, and all those years are just stacked up against him, so now that he's getting older, his joints are like, cool, we're not taking this anymore. So he does the smallest thing. He tweaks his back. He reaches for something the wrong way. He hurts his shoulder. So that's one of my big things, and with athletes like yourselves and me to a certain extent, the big thing to remember is, you know, drag cars aren't made for longevity. You you redline that engine so many times, it's going to pop. That's a good point. So whenever you're an athlete, like with you, whenever you first started working with me, you know, you said the main things you realized was how much I was slowing you down. When I start working with athletes, a lot of times it isn't about adding work to them. It's about taking the work away that they don't need. You know, have them focus on the essentials, but also just rest. Like, give your body a chance to recover. With you, one of the biggest things was you would go, like, we wouldn't even talk about it. You'd just pick something up. You know, like the second 24-hour race you did. You did uh, the Black Mountain Monster, and then like two weeks later, you did the Merle's Mile. And like you didn't tell me you were doing the Merle's Mile. You show up on Monday, and you're like, oh, yeah, I did this 24. I'm like, dude, like, no, we're doing mobility. <laughs> I had a leg workout plan. True. But we're throwing that in the trash. We're going to stretch. We're going to mobilize your hips. Because I know you weren't recovered from the first one when you did the second one. And to my surprise, you actually did better on the second one than yeah. the first one. Yeah, and, I was and, like, but you're right. I mean, that's yeah. one of those things that I've had to learn. You know, and I'm 60, so yeah. I had to learn to, to, you know, all these years to, 
okay, it's okay to, and then, and then, and, and the benefits are actually better. You know, you actually right. end up stronger, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, instead of just constantly tearing down, tearing down, tearing down and never giving it to your, your body that chance to, right. to recover. Yep. Yeah. I used so, to, I used to, man, I mean, when I, that was one of those things that was preached to me all the time with how important recovery, recovery was, but I was just, I, I wasn't hearing it. I wasn't having so it. Like, hey, I always, I'm recovered. I feel yeah, fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was nothing for me to, I mean, my Monday, my Monday run, I'd be like, oh, well, I'll run 10 on Monday and then yeah. come in on Tuesday at lunch. And oh, do yeah. Workout. I was and notorious for that. Tuesday, I was like, oh, shit, I feel yeah. like running again. So that and, and, run and 16 and you, miles. And, yeah, and you always feel like you had to run as fast as you did the day <laughs> yep. before. You know, there was never this slow run yeah. or it was always, okay, well, I, well, yesterday I did this fast. And no, there's there's really a, a strategy to it. And, no, no. Uh, so I've, I've come in a lot more um, – I'm more of a strategizer now that I've worked with uh, with Daniel. But, you know, it reminds me of the other crazy thing I did, which uh, I'm really glad I did, is I went out to California to um, yes. feel fit. I'm glad you brought that up. And and that was one of the things that and, – and they push they push recovery very, mm-hmm. very – and especially when I was there, I was one of the older – I was mm-hmm. maybe the oldest – uh, that was in this group, and you've got a lot of these twenty-four-year-old um, whippersnappers <laughs> that are that are really um, raring to go. Some of them wanting to be uh, buds, go to buds, and uh, yeah. I mean, some serious people. And mm-hmm. um, and here I am, you know, trying to keep up with them and uh, picking the logs up over my head, standing in the cold water. And it's amazing, you know, what your mind can do, but. But at the end of the day, you know, and you're sitting out there for hour after hour after yeah. hour after hour. So day. hang on a second. So for some of the listeners who don't know what SilFit is, talk, uh, explain to them what this uh, event was. Yeah, what what SilFit is is um, there is a, um, a coach, a guy named Coach Devine, uh, who was a Navy SEAL. He created a program that was to train individuals who wanted to go to Buds, um, and he would run them through uh, simulated Hell Week and buds training type stuff and get them prepared to what they would be facing in buds training. And then he did that for a few years. And then some civilian said, Hey, can a civilian take that? And he decided to open up to civilians. And so now a lot of civilians go and they have different, they have 12 hour, 24 hour, and then they have a 48 hour, which is the 48 hour is a, is a three day simulated hell week. Uh, no sleep, um, cold, uh, and and it's nonstop. I mean, just nonstop. And um, I'm wanting to go back for the the 48 hour. I've done the 24, but it's a whole different. Uh, I mean, it's it's brutal. And if you don't, you know, they'll wear you. They'll just they'll just, and they do. They treat you just like if you were going to be. I mean, you get the. They, they can you get the full treatment. You get the full treatment. <laughs> I've, I've never been called so many names in my life. And, uh, and, and it's and, more of a team or it's a more of a team building thing. It really than is an individual sport. I think one, yeah, one of the yeah. things they're trying to do is they, they try to push you to your limit and they, they'll, they'll, they'll read you real quick. Um, you know, if you come in and you're really strong, they'll push you to that, your limit. And then they'll, they're trying to break you so that you go from being an individual to be in a team and you almost feel it when it happens, you know, you're like, okay, wait a second. I'm not, there's no way I'm going to pick this log up by myself. All right, guys, let's, let's get this in sync. And 
and, and everybody starts really becoming a leader and then then they'll become a follower you know and then they'll be the leader the next time and um i remember they had us doing things where everybody had to run jump in the ice and get out of the ice and run all the way back to a certain spot and they said you had to do it within five minutes and it was like there's no way <laughs> that's just not possible i mean there's 30 or 40 of us and we got to completely go into the tub backwards get submerged and then out of the tub and then and then go and uh first time of course we failed and then you have to do it again so you just keep going and and we were doing you know you do what they call stretcher sprints and you've got a person in a stretcher and there's four of you and and you're you're sprinting and if you lose you know they, they have a little saying which is pays to be a winner and if you lose you get to do it again and you lose, you get to do it again. So, <laughs> so uh, I did a lot of stretcher sprints. <laughs> uh, but, but finally it dawned on me that, you know, if, if we run and get to the, the ice bucket, so we'd, we'd all run, we'd be in a line, and the first person that jumps in, the second person, if he runs to the front and pulls the guy out, and then the first guy takes off, the second guy pulls the next guy out. So when you're pulling one out, the other guy's going in. And we ended up actually doing it in less than a, two minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and you're sitting there at first going, there's no way. We can do this in five minutes. There's no way. And just by doing it and everybody pulling each other out, and, we, and we, one person get in, dunk them under, almost like a baptism. Yeah. You know, we yeah. were just baptizing each other and yanking them out and throwing them out and throwing them out. Oh, wow. And sure enough, two minutes, and you go back and they said, see, see what you can do? But yeah. you can do when you when you get your when you get your mind right, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how much more you can do than you think you can do. Now go back to your right. you don't want to do you know you don't want to be crazy you know if yeah. you've got a bone sticking out your leg you don't yeah keep trying yeah. to play you got big old swelling and and they had medics out there and um, with me being sixty, I had a medic on me the whole time <laughs> and and he told me before I even started which was more pressure. And he just looked at me and he said, look, I'll throw you out of here quicker. And he said, if I see any sign of weakness, you're out. And I said, oh, wow. could you have told me that before? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're serious. And, um, you know, they want you to know what it's like to go through buds. And, and it was, it was tough. It was yeah. a tough, tough time, but it was, uh, you know, something that I, I think I was, uh, I was really prepared for just because of all the mobility and the weights and the load and mm-hmm. because they push load, you know, and, and, and you had got me on the load and using the weights. And so it's just a thing where, you know, but it's a mental thing, you know, a lot of it's, you know, it's physical, but it's mental, you know, you, you're so, you know, we had this little thing where we break everything, we broke everything up in little micro goals. You know, there's sometimes when I'm on a long run, I just say, I just got to run to there. I just got to run to that next mm-hmm. tree. And, and I, you know, like I told you that in that rollerblade race, yeah. I, for 15 miles, I just had to do one more stride. Oh, yeah. And I did that for 15 mm-hmm. miles. I mean, I constantly tell everybody about <laughs> runs, don't look up. Don't, don't look, look up. up. Yeah. Don't look up. I have been there. you look up, it's, it, it's already back there. Oh, shit, I got two more miles of this mountain uh, to go. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. from my grandfather mountain, I was like, I'm going to run to that tree and I'll just die. I hear yeah. you, buddy. Get to that tree. Okay, I'm running to this tree and I'm just going to die there. <laughs> just... Yeah. Like the mountain may get me, but it's not going to be from lack of trying. You know, there you right? go. So, and, but and that's it, and that's a huge thing is breaking it up into those chunks. You know, like if you're looking at the overall, like if I was just staring at my watch and I'm like, oh, I've got two miles to go. Oh, yeah. I've got a mile, one point nine miles to go. 
that would have absolutely killed me, man. Yeah. And so, like, to bring it kind of back around to mindset, what you were talking about whenever you were doing the race, to where you told your wife and kids, just go on, like, leave me here. Like, don't give me that option. That was one of the biggest issues on Grandfather Mountain, was when you get to the opposite side of the mountain, there's a truck right there. They'll take you right back to your car. Oh, yeah. That would be tough. That that'd is be tough. such, that's a terrible <laughs> place to park that truck because you just hit that incline. Then you had that ridiculous decline and at your last stop mm-hmm. on the backside of it, like there's a truck right there. I already cranked. Like yeah. the three people that was running in front of me got in the truck and oh. I'm sitting on a stump putting on my knee braces because my knees were just shot after yeah. I'm sitting on stump putting on knee braces. Like my knees already hurt. Those three people just hopped in that truck. Like, they'll take me right back to my car, and I'm done. Oh, so I was like, screw it. I got to get out of here. Like, I've got to get on the trail. And that's when I just ripped the knee braces on, like, eased my way up off yeah. the stump nice and slow, and then I just started I, back on the Well, wall. you know, and, and that's so true. I knew that if they were behind me, that would be a mental so something I was going to have to deal with. Yeah. For 15 miles because I wanted in that van yeah, you quit right now. at 70. Oh, yeah. And I said, leave me because I can't have you behind me knowing I, I have an, uh, an escape hatch. Oh, yeah. That's, I said, well, you got to leave me. Well, we did that South Mountain 50. Um, it snowed that morning. It was brutally cold. I mean, it was, you know, the snow sleeted. And so we got to like the last, uh, maybe the last eight miles, eight or nine miles, I think. And the last six miles was, or last, yeah, about the last six miles was just straight up. Wet. We didn't even know, but so we climbed this mountain, kind of got to the the uh, summit, and then you kind of started to you ran a ridge for a little bit on a road, and then back downhill. When we got up to the top, it was like I said, it just started to sprinkle rain. We're like, oh my god, it's so cold. So it's pulling out, pulling out your rain shell to put it on. You know, hands are freezing, and so the aid station was at the top of that hill. So we get up there and the dude's cooking. He's got pan. He's making pancakes and bacon. <laughs> and, and then right beside the tent is this, this uh, four door pickup truck running. And yep. the heat's on. You boys yep. want you know? some breakfast? Yep. And so we're like, oh my god, you know, like grabbing, grabbing the uh, pancakes, stuffing bacon in between it, stuffing our mouth. And then like the guy gets out of the guy gets out of the truck and you can literally feel the heat coming out of the door of the pickup truck where he was sitting in the heat. And I'm just like, man, let's just get in this truck. I mean, we're both like miserable. Let's just get in the truck. Let's just yeah. And then that whole that, that back of my going, wait a minute, I've never quit. And my my family's down there in the cold waiting on my sorry butt. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, man? exactly. So yeah, we, it, yeah. And we take yeah. off running again and get to the next aid station where it's like five or six miles ago, and nobody said that this is going to be like the worst six miles of the whole race. And then <laughs> we we take off running. We're like, oh, I remember this road. I think right down there is where we're headed. And all of a sudden it says left. And we're like, left? Well, and then another left. And I'm like, well, we're going back the way we came. And it's like, oh, no, we're just crossing the river. We're going to take a left, and we're going to go straight up the side of this mountain again. And that's exactly oh, what we man. did. Yeah. Three miles of just straight up. Straight and you're up. like, you're shot. You're cold. I'm, my teeth were chattering at that point. The pancakes and bacon already wore off. And, yeah, I mean, but, you know, man, we got to – we got to the bottom with like three quarters of a mile to go and we had to cross the damn river again. And of course it's like knee deep 
and oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah knee deep, yeah. and we just sit down on a log and going, I don't want to get in that water, man. I don't want to get in that water. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. soon as you hit it, feet went numb. Like, oh god, <laughs> <You know? laughs> start feeling like, it in your bones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like zombies trying to get out. Like, oh, you know, that was probably the worst. I think that was the worst trail race out there I've ever ran. Um, and you know, there were there were lots of other reasons because you know Sean had just you know he had pneumonia so he was out running for like a month before that Mm -hmm. and then when he got pneumonia i was like well i don't have a partner so i just went on like a holiday binge like i think the longest run was like five miles that whole two months but man i ate some i ate a lot of food cool (laughs) so so yeah i had that the whole race yeah yeah I, i mean there's a lot of times where i'll i'll get up and i'll say you know i'll pick a number and that's what I'll shoot for, uh, because if, if you know, I like to I like to set it high, and, and that way I know I'm gonna keep going. And, and, and when, on the days I don't do that, I tend to catch myself stopping, yeah. you know, short. And that was the other thing in, um, you know, bringing up the cars and things out in California. They'll let you quit any time, you know, and you don't get your money back. Yeah. And no. but they'll let you quit any time, and you're sitting in that water and, and the cold winds blowing and and you're just your teeth are just banging together, and and there's a warm vehicle sit, yeah. sitting over on the shore, and, <laughs> and 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 you talk about mental. That is oh, that's I mean, huge. It's it's, it's, uh, it's so yeah, it is so huge. The first half iron I did, uh, first <laughs> first half iron I did was at uh, it was in Rothville, um, at the North Carolina Battleship, mm. and it was in November, middle of November, and you got to swim in the. Uh, the uh intercoastal in november wow so i mean so you go it's cold yeah (laughs) i can feel it yeah you got a two mile swim in the intercoastal when i I mean full body full wetsuit i mean i had mittens the whole nine yards and you're still like oh my god so you get right out of the water strip all that heat off to get on a bicycle and then pedal 64 pounds or whatever i'd be pedaling in that wetsuit oh my <laughs> god that. man it was, yeah yeah and it's like you're just like the whole time and then after that you got half marathon <laughs> to run and you're just like it's not warming up it's cold my head yeah, my fingers I mean, are gonna break off yeah, mm. anytime you can go oh yeah anytime you can go uh yeah. you can go quit well you know i get impressed you know <clears throat> um one of the things I had to do was, um, you know, you sit back and you say to yourself, um, you know, I've been doing this since I was in high school, you know, not, not as crazy as some of the things I'm doing now, yeah. which, which I, I, I say crazy, but I don't think everybody, you know, to stay healthy and really get a big bang has to go to this extreme or yeah. some of the things that I've done because you know there's I'll go to some Spartan races some of the smaller Spartan obstacle races or something like that and you'll see someone out there and and I'll say to myself um, man that person is inspiring I mean you might be just doing a three miler or a five miler mm-hmm. as a shorter race and and you see these people out there and you can just tell they're so far out of their comfort zone and that they're really putting themselves out there and you see them pushing it and and it just inspires me to see that, you know, people that might be a little overweight or, or way overweight or or whatever. And I just sit back and go, man, that because I've sort of trained for it, right? I mean, I've sort of trained for doing these type things. But then when you first start out, it's like they're coming out and, and, and they're like, 
they're really in a mental, even though it's a short distance, you know, you might say three miles, a hundred miles. Well, I've trained for maybe not a hundred, but, and I, but I made it right. Yeah. But I've changed. I've trained for long distance mm-hmm. and they, they, they're just starting and for three miles for them is a long distance. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, mm-hmm. and to see them push themselves. I just think that there's so many people out there that there's so many things that they can do and abilities that they have. And they just need to, like I said, consistency, just, just get that habit going. And then you're and and, and work those things in that require you to push your mind yeah. because it comes down a lot of it. It, 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 it for me, a lot of times it just gets, it's my mind because I know I've done it before. You know, I'll get to that point where I go, what am I doing out here? And then I'll say, I can't do that. I cannot, I cannot tell myself, you know, over and over, what am I doing out here? What am I doing out here? What am I doing? out?" Because by then I am just going to make that day a lot longer. Yeah. I tell myself, no, I can make it. I'm just going to that next hill up there, or I'm just going to that next tree right there. And, and you just keep feeding your, you know, feeding those strong, um, mantras or whatever you want to call them back to yourself but you know even if you're you know my daughter when she first started out you know you know doing a mile was that was a long distance for her yeah you know and but now here she is wanting to do these crazy things you know someone says well have you always been able to do that many pull-ups well no I, I had to start just like everybody else you know started or, with a half and then worked my way exactly up. <laughs> you know negatives and and, yeah. and things like that and I just think people have you know, it's just getting started, you know, sometimes getting started and just taking that next step, you know, that one more stride, yep. that one more stride, mm-hmm. that one more stride and, and get that consistent pattern. And then you'll get to that point where, or at least I did, my daughters got, have, both my daughters have gotten there. And that is, I haven't worked out today. I got to do something, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a habit for them. And it's a, it's a habit where they working out is not working out is the problem, not, you know, not the opposite. So I just think there's so many capabilities that people have and it's just getting, it's hard getting it started. It is. And and you just do it and you just make it consistent, make it consistent. But play with your mind, get out of that comfort zone because if you don't get out of the comfort zone, you don't grow. Yeah. I've worked Uh, with athletes from, you know, all different walks of life, all different sports. And like you were talking about, like long distance is relative. You know, it's like somebody saying they deadlift heavy weight. Like heavy is very relative. You know, I've got some clients that their heavy set of three is 95 pounds. I've got some other clients, their heavy set of three is 375. Like there's a huge difference in that. So like even with us at the table, you know, your long distance is 100 miles. Your long distance is 100K. My long distance is a 50K. You know, I can't imagine what it's like for either one of y'all to run that because to me that's an extremely long that's a inconceivable long distance you know and i've got some clients to where when they started with me two laps around the building they were done like no like we get them warmed up and then i had them jog two laps around the building they'd have to stop after that second lap so it isn't about where you start it's about how long you push it i remember the first time i ran a 5k like man this is ridiculous that's right like that's 30 minutes of running for me you know? <laughs> <laughs> then you look at you know the uh almost timed out on the um oh my god grand further mountain yeah. that was six hours mm-hmm. and you know i can count the amount of minutes i stopped on one hand because i seriously was afraid i was gonna miss it so five hours and 55 minutes of running up or down there's zero flat on that damn trail <laughs> 
so going from that to literally like not being able to run a mile, you know, I'd have to take walking breaks, you know, I'd keep moving, but I'd still have to run for a little bit and then stop and walk for a little bit, catch my breath. Yeah. So there's a huge difference in where you started as to how far you want to take it. And maybe running is not for everybody. You know, I'm, I'm right. not a runner. I do running events occasionally and I still like to run occasionally, but I'm not a runner like you two. I don't yeah. join in on running races whenever I can. So it really depends on where you're at, but your analogy with the pull-ups, exactly. You know, I remember the time when I couldn't get a pull-up, right. but I was determined that I'm going to be able to work pull-ups. You know, yeah. I want bigger lats, pull-ups help with that. So that was one of the exercises that I really focused on. Yeah. I mean, um, one of your, I think one of the podcasts y'all did earlier, one of your earlier podcasts, um, you had mentioned your son, Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he said, well, I don't do it, but I, you know, and all of a sudden he goes out and he yeah. popped out uh, 10 pull-ups and you yeah. go, yeah, it, it, it all starts somewhere, right? And <laughs> Kudos, kid. And, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 10 you, pull-ups, man, that's a feat. That I is. I mean, that's a that feat is. for athletes. I know a ton of very proficient athletes that can't knock out eight, you know? Oh, yeah. They, so yeah. it just depends they on what you're looking for. I love those videos, those. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of those, you know. Well, we ain't going to talk I'm about trying to get. My, I'm yeah. trying to knock out these. I'm trying to get these 10 uh these 10 pull-ups in, yeah. by God, you know, I'll, and eventually they'll get it. Yeah. Or they won't. Or they won't. <laughs> or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, I've done, you know, I can remember, okay, I'm going to do, you know, and I'll, sometimes I say I'm going to shoot for five and I get three and I drop off the bar and then I'll come back and do those last two. But, you know, yeah. but, yeah. It's, That's one thing I will say at this gym. And, and I hear it a lot when I go to races because I'll go to these run races and you'll kind of hear it going, that guy doesn't look like a runner. I'm like, and, <laughs> I but don't I, run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I may not win, but, yeah. Yeah. but you know, you, you hear that a lot because, you know, we're a little bigger and, and we're not built like most fast runners. But I will say that if you can, com- comparatively speaking, out of this gym, there's a lot of, of strong runners. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily – at strong at just running but the fact that we can not only go run a 50k but we can bust out 100 push-ups or 25 exactly. pull-ups exactly yeah, you don't or, slow down once you hit those hills right you keep right. that pace the same yeah. on the uphill yeah. as yeah. the flat and, it, and, it, and it's just been amazing like i said you know once i start throwing those weights in in the last couple of years um just getting that extra yeah. strength when yeah. i get to those obstacles and it's just like when I raced, you know, blowing them out. When I raced cyclocross, or even even when I was road racing, those I mean, guys would tell you, I'm like, I would chew through chain rings on 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 my rear wheel, like mm-hmm. I would strip the wheel because I was putting so much power wow. down. Um, and those guys are all they're all spinners, and I'm like, I'm a gear masher. I'm the same way with running. I would rather run uphill than I would downhill because I'm just using muscle and yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, but those guys and cross, man, when we get on a power course, I mean, I'd leave, I could leave the field cause they're, they're trying to spin and I'm pushing the biggest gear I can push. And it's just, wow. yeah. so cause when you get mud Impressive. and sand and things like that, you wanted to be mashing the gear, not trying to spin cause yeah. you will spin it. But that was one of those things that we always worked hard in here for those races was power, 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 man. Mm-hmm. And you could, I'd go out there and, um, We'd we'd be doing we do a race simulation we call it Tuesday Night Worlds and we'd have people come from Boone and Charlotte and all that we had this circuit out in Caldwell County out in Patterson and it was a you, we would start in downtown Lenore the whole group would just 
ride out and it'd be, you know, pace lines and everybody would warm up and chit chat, you know, catch up for the week or the month or whatever. And then when you get out to a loop, you take a, a take a left and everybody knew as soon as that left came. I mean, you just, everybody, it'd start picking up. You'd see 37, 38, 39 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. Wow. The train would start to roll and you knew when you forked the left, that was the start. That was the green <laughs> And you'd already figured out it was either two or three laps and depending yep. on what time of year it was but and it was full-on race simulation i mean everybody was in their team kits wow. so you were fighting to get your team in there and that was my thing man i would i would sit there in the middle middle of the pack and then i would just do the pull do the big pulls because i'd get in there and mm-hmm. smash power but then we'd get in the sprints and i'd pull to the front of the sprint and just Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Sprint. yeah. So I mean, anytime you're talking about power to weight exactly. ratio, you got two options: you either get stronger, or you lose weight. If you've already lost weight to the point to where you're comfortable, then the only option is to get stronger. You know, a lot of those guys, me personally, and any of the athletes I work with, I will never sacrifice muscle for weight. Right. You know, if you're setting, you know, let's say you're 170 pounds, 150. 657 of that is solid muscle then you're sitting at like you know single digit body fat yeah we're not gonna like get your quads and ass smaller to make you faster right we're gonna keep those strong and we're gonna build your actual expenditure so yeah. your energy expenditure up to where your conditioning can push that muscle so you can get that bigger gear get that grind that you need you know yeah. a lot of those guys are like oh well if i just lose 10 pounds i'll be a lot faster because oh, i won't yeah. be dragging as much weight but that's useless it's like taking a fast drag car and then putting a smaller motor in it to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point in that. Uh-huh. Once you get your weight reduction down, and with athletes, honestly, I like my athletes to sit anywhere between like, you know, nine percent and you know, depending on the sport, fourteen or fifteen percent. I don't like them to be very low in the single digits. Obviously, that looks good, but when you actually start talking about having fuel on your body to power the engine, oh, yeah. then that's a huge issue. You know, same thing. I'm not going to put a smaller gas tank on a car just because I want to get weight reduction. Yeah. Right. So once you get that, right. the only option is to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, whether it's upper body or lower body, whether it's, you know, turning a pedal or putting one foot in front of the other, it may differ on where we add that power. Oh, yeah. But adding power is never going to hurt you. No. Yeah, like... I mean, one of my favorite sayings is strength makes everything easier. I'm a huge proponent of that one. Oh, yeah. But, I've, yeah, I've been totally uh, amazed at how much strength I've gained over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Just just throwing the load in, you know, throwing the load um, and doing it, you know, doing it right, doing it smart and mm-hmm. taking those breaks. But, um, but, but, but when you see it actually come to fruition, you know, in a race or something like that, you go, yeah, I can hang on to that ring for another 10 seconds yeah. to try to grab that other ring in this obstacle or whatever. And oh, yeah. It's just amazing, you know, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, how, you know, working on grip strength is that yep. I want to work on that grip strength so I can hang on to that, you know, because sometimes those rings are, are slick and muddy and wet and oh. every bit of grip, grip strength helps. And too, <laughs> man, that's, that's one of my favorite things for training mindset. You want to train somebody not to quit, make them do a dead hang. Oh, or yeah. some oh, farmer carries. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing a heavy set of farmer carries, your shoulders are burning, your mm-hmm. forearms are lit up, your grips are lit up, and you can just set the weights down. You know, yeah. like it's nothing. You just stop right there and drop the weights, or you take one more step, and then you take one more step. That's right, you know, it's yeah. so easy to quit. Quitting's right there. Oh yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. Quitting is always an option. 
quitting always. quitting is the easiest option on the table. Mm-hmm. But is that the one you want to do, or do you want to take one more step? Yeah, you know, yeah, with exactly. Mark, you'll literally see him gritting his teeth with his grip half open before he stops to set the bells down because he's about to drop it on his toe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what you're looking for. That means his mindset was there. His body literally failed. It tried everything it could, but it could not do one more step. Yeah. And that's what you look for in a true athlete. And those are the athletes I love working with. It really is, man. And unfortunately, gentlemen, I got to go. I got some clients coming in soon. But Mark, thank you very much. Oh, you're, you're like I said, this you, has been this has been very inspirational. For oh, me we'll too. definitely have you back. We yeah. still got a ton of stuff to cover. Oh, Lord, yeah. Like I said, unfortunately, I run out of time. But um, thank you for coming. Oh, Anytime welcome, you want to come back on, you just holler at us. You got you're it. Man. Always welcome sure. guests here. Appreciate it, John. As always, thank you for joining me Thanks, on this co-host. little adventure. My co host. Thanks, co host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, uh, please leave us a five star review on whatever platform you listen to. Um, even if you don't like it, just give us a five star anyways. It'll be okay. (laughs) And thank you for listening. Bye. Peace. Bye.